Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about controversial happenings in pop culture to make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. In this week's headlines, we saw some wild tweets from Kanye, Jamie Lynn Spears responding to the Free Britney movement, and insights about the newest season of Grey's Anatomy. Let's discuss. How's it going, Emily? Hi, Audrey. So lovely to see your face again. I do wish Lenny was next to you like he was approximately five minutes ago, but just your face will do. How are you doing? Yeah, he's in the kennel. He's he's just chillaxing over there. He's um, had a long day. A <laughs> long know, week. As have we. I'm doing okay. You know, that really transitions me into the feelings, the vibes of the last week or even the last month. Like, it's been so weird. Things have been hitting differently, I will say. I feel like I was almost in a good place last month where I was very at peace with everything, not everything going on, but I was just kind of at peace with quarantine. Mm -hmm. And this month has been hitting differently. It just, I feel a lot more stressed. I actually went to Seattle last weekend uh, for one of my best friend's bachelorettes. And it was so fun but it was also very stressful. Like we were outside in a yard the whole time, socially distancing. Um, everybody was being pretty careful, but it just, it was weird being around people again. And I thought that it would be this amazing reunion and I would feel alive again. And don't get me wrong. It was so much fun seeing everybody. And I had a great time talking with everyone, but the entire time I was like watching everyone, everyone's every move mm-hmm. like oh god where are they going and what did they just touch and it was torture because there was a charcuterie board outside and I couldn't I didn't take a bite off of it and I was oh, devastated god. like I've never turned down a charcuterie board in my life never and I did and that's the that's sacrifice so that what I gave think, that weekend what do you think has been different about this month because I feel that way too but I can't put my fig- finger onto why that is do you have a thought do you have a thought? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a single thought? I think my thing has been realizing that we're halfway through the year. Uh, And I don't know. I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but that's just sort of been my realization of, oh God, half the year is up. And also just the fact that I'm in my mid twenties now has been hitting differently and starting to freak out that, oh God, what if I spend all of my mid twenties in quarantine? Yeah, that's actually a good way. That's a, the fact that it's been almost a year or sorry, that it's halfway through the year is definitely a relatable feeling. I feel like I was, I was having a deep talk with one of my best friends and we were talking about, you know, are you going to be able to say that you did anything that you were proud of during this time? Because for so long we were just like, oh, let's look at it as a vacation. Let's look at it as a time to slow down, relax. You know, we'll all, and and when everything started, at least in Portland where I live, it was kind of chilly. So we were buying our sweatsuits, like our tie-dyes and just like doing puzzles. And it kind of felt like being at the cabin. Animal crossing. Yeah. Or it felt like like camping or just, I don't know, like there was something really sweet almost about it. And now it just feels, you know, on top of the fact that now it's like, oh yeah, we're in an election year and like, 
November is going to be hell and everything leading up to November is going to be really difficult. And every day there's more horrible news to read and it just feels like everybody is spiraling and it's really dark. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that at least everybody is on the same page and vibing with the reality of the situation. And, you know, it's not like anyone is alone, even though everybody feels alone, but. Well, and remember when, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but remember when COVID was first hitting and all the experts were saying, you know, warm weather might help it. And that's why there'll probably be a second wave in the fall because the weather will get worse again. And then the second wave kind of hit right about now. So, I mean, there wasn't a second wave and that's what was horrifying. And also just, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm coming to the term to terms with the fact that we're going to be in quarantine probably through the year, if not into 2021. There's been some headlines popping up about a vaccine, but even then um, there's going to be time spent uh, distributing the vaccine to the billions of people. And oh, it just feels like a lot. Not to weigh everything down because this is a lighthearted podcast, but... You know. like, thank you all for listening. <laughs> we know you turned to us as a break from the news, but we're here to deliver equally depressing news. I know. But the thing is for our listeners, like Emily and I don't talk because we like to keep the content fresh. <laughs> so fresh and new. I did want to check in and like see how you're doing, but um, sounds like you're doing great. So <laughs> we can just it move like we're both in really good places and I just love that we can celebrate that together. Yeah, I love that for us. Okay, well, with that being said, um, love checking in with you. And why don't we get started with our first story? So the first thing we're going to be talking about today is probably the, the most um, clickable aspect of our podcast today, which is the big news from um, Kanye and the whole Kardashian clan um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read an excerpt from E! News. Kanye West took to Twitter on Monday uh, evening with several messages directed towards Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner. Chris, this is quote, Chris, don't play with me. You and that Kanye are not allowed around my children, the rapper and presidential hopeful wrote. Y'all tried to lock me up, he continued. Everyone knows the movie Get Out is about me. And then referencing the couple's six-year-old daughter, Northwest, and the sex tape Kim and then boyfriend Ray J shot in 2007, Kanye then wrote, I put my life on the line for my children that North's mother would never sell her sex rape, but he meant to say tape. <laughs> um, I put my life on God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy, and that's on God, he added. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. So before we... Um, give our thoughts. I actually also think it's really important to read Kim's statement, um, which she came out with, I believe this morning. All right. So she said, as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or, or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today, I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help, no matter how hard the family and friends try. 
I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he is a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who, on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. Living with bipolar does not disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas, no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius, and as we have all witnessed, many of his big dreams have come true. We as a society talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times when they need it the most. I kindly ask that media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed so that we can get through this. Thank you for those who have expressed concern for Kanye's well-being and for your understanding. With love and gratitude, Kim Kardashian West. Now, I know that was a handful, but I really think that Kim's message was such a key part of this story because I, I personally really appreciated her message, you know, coming off the backs of um, the prior evening where Kanye was tweeting all of these tweets and by a lot of assumptions, but has been made fairly clear was, you know, exhibiting signs of at least having like a manic episode related to his bipolar disorder. So, um, yeah, I wanted to show, or I wanted to read Kim's statement as well, because it just reminds you that they're all human and, you know, they're open to be subject to criticism and available and should be allowed to be subject to criticism. But at the end of the day, like, this is a really sad story. But Emily, tell me your thoughts initially. I mean, when the Kanye tweets first started happening, I think everybody on Twitter was sort of laughing, like, oh God, you know, he's back at it again. And what sort of stuff is he going to be saying this time? And then the more he tweeted, I think people started to get a little more scared and a little more concerned, rightfully so. And it was just, it was just overwhelming. And I I don't think anybody knew what to say or what to do. Obviously, I think everybody was in agreement that this man needs help. Um, And, you know, at first there were those funny memes about like, oh God, Kris Jenner on her way over to unplug the Wi-Fi and and all that stuff. But it, it is overwhelming and I can't even imagine what it's like for their family right now to be having to deal with this in front of the entire world. And I felt like Kim's response, I was really curious as to what Kim would say if she would just sort of come out with a blanket statement of like, please let us, you know, deal with this uh, behind closed doors and respect our privacy. But I felt like her response was just, she put out this really, you know, dignified, respectful, and just really compassionate statement. And I, um, I think she's getting a lot of respect for that as well. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter just saying, you know, um, I have bipolar disorder or I a loved one is bipolar and we really appreciate this statement because it is exhausting and it's really misunderstood and he is such a spotlight on him from his career and then let alone his involvement with the Kardashian family so I can't even imagine having to deal with that. Yeah it's it's tough to have an opinion on something like this almost because it's like this is clearly a really somewhat private, you know, their life isn't private because they are celebrities, but it really sucks that with something like this, they can't experience it privately. Like there's no escaping it. I really enjoyed the portion of Kim's statement where she said, listen, I know that Kanye has said some things that caused him to be subject to criticism and 
this is something along the lines of, you know, this is not his diagnosis of bipolar disorder is not a way to excuse or to, to diminish the criticisms that have been made um, about him. Because I personally, like, I think he's extremely problematic and I have a lot of issues with Kanye and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I also, in the same, like, be in the same mindset that I can think he's problematic and that he doesn't always have the best, um, leave the best footprint on the world. He's also like actually a creative genius. Like I feel like you can still, you can believe both things. He has left a long lasting imprint on the music industry, the rap industry, pop culture, fashion. Like he is extremely influential. Um, so that's not to say that he doesn't have other areas in his life where he should be criticized criticized for or that people don't have a right to criticize him for the just because he has a um mental disorder so i really appreciated kim's acknowledgement of that because i think it really helped to destigmatize bipolar disorder and if i had to think of anything that is a positive from them having to sort of quote live this so publicly publicly it's that it's like the destigmatization of mental dis disorders and giving people the ability to sort of talk about it openly. Very similar to the Black Lives Matter campaign when just nobody was talking about, nobody even felt, nobody knew if they could say Black people versus African American. Like, I feel like that opened up the floodgates for people to be able to talk about things openly and being able to, you know, make mistakes and learn from those mistakes, especially in terms of like the way that we refer to these names or, or or what we the way that we talk about these things and and not having it be so taboo because this is like a part of life so yeah it was just really sad I guess um I think the first thing that I thought about was his kids and you know obviously they'll be you know everyone's like they'll be fine they're so rich blah 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 but like there's still people and your childhood is so impressionable. And so it just makes me really sad for them and for Kim, you know, because I can't imagine that that's easy. Something that I found interesting, especially on Twitter, was I feel like a lot of people were finding ways to almost blame Kim for this and blame Kim for a lot of his actions, which I wasn't expecting. And I feel like Kanye has obviously publicly said some really horrible hurtful things about their private life and their family and her response to this today was just proved that she's still being so calm and gracious about everything and I just thought that that was just sort of a an important thing to point out you know kudos to Kim for sort of staying calm and staying collected because Kanye hasn't exactly been the best to her yeah recently. well, well let's past. let's talk about those things because there were a couple things recently that came up, but so Kanye had his first presidential rally in South Carolina, and there were videos that came out of that where there was a viral video that we posted on our Instagram, if you want to go see it for yourself, but one of the things that he exclaimed at this rally was that he, quote, almost killed his daughter, and that was in reference to, I believe he was speaking about... Um, abortion and like his stance on abortion and the whole that whole situation aside because that was a lot <laughs> to take in and you should just watch watch the videos because it was extremely jam-packed with a lot but 
there had been some reports, you know, from sources that Kim was extremely upset that he would have like aired out their dirty laundry if that is true you know which if and who knows about sources and stuff but I can't imagine that she was happy that he made those claims at this rally and then a lot of his tweets I think a few of them talked about how Kim or that he's trying to file for divorce and he said oh Kim and Chris are trying to get out me meaning like referring to the movie get out where they're like trying to manipulate him. And so what has come out of those was a lot of conspiracy theorists on Twitter and on TikTok and everything being like, oh, like get this. Like Kanye is trying to warn us. Kanye is trying to tell us stuff. And like the Wayfair conspiracy, like anything can happen. But honestly, it is, it feels so clear that this is someone who's genuinely suffering from bipolar disorder, having a manic episode in which you, he was, you know, questioning his reality and, you know, doing things that he likely regretted. You know, he went back and erased all of those tweets. The general consensus is this is just something that's really sad that they need to be able to handle offline. And you're so right that I feel like Kim exhibited a lot of graciousness and just, I guess, maturity for the situation. And that will be the thing that, you know, is able to anchor her kids, hopefully, during during times like this. On the other hand, we have no inkling or understanding of what the Kardashian family looks like, how it operates. Imagine having to hand every single person that is not related to you, and even some people that are related to you, an NDA so that they don't divulge your personal information to the rest of the world. Like, that is literally the way that they operate. And that's, like, real facts. Like, that's been reported on, you know? That's a known thing. And and to a certain degree, it totally makes sense that they would have everyone and their mother literally sign an NDA because they have to protect like any amount of privacy that they can. But on the other hand, us normies, we don't know what life looks like operating that way, the amount of money that they have, the amount of power and status that they have. Who the hell knows? You know, that's not Let's me. ask Spirit Addison Ray. Oh my God. Literally, she has all the tea. Um, what do we think? Are there any other closing thoughts? I mean, it's really, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and make up even laugh at like it's not funny there's nothing it's really sad I hope that they get it figured out I hope that Kanye accepts help if that's what the people close to him feel that he needs it's just so not like the public's business to do anything but like she said just respect them respect their privacy and hope that everybody gets out of it you know I don't care that they're rich, even though I'm a little mad at them for that. (laughs) Even though I'm a little jealous, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think there's so much, there's always so much that we can focus on with Kanye. You know, we can focus on his attempt, his desire to all of a sudden be president and his album that's coming out on Friday and his demand to be on the board of directors for Gap. And he's like a tornado. And there's just, there's always stuff swirling around. There's always stuff going on in the headlines that involves him. And so I think it's hard to sort of take a pause on all of that and stop commenting on all of that because I think that after Kim's statement today, we can hopefully all agree that what they need right now is just that, privacy, and we can sort of put these things aside and just hope that they can all get the help that they need, that he needs. 
Yeah, definitely. I'll put down so much money right now. I'll put down $5 that we will be talking about Kanye again next week. Totally. I mean, yeah, it's going to be an evolving story, but well, and his whole out, al- I mean, God, his album, ugh, I didn't even think of that with all of this, which is a whole other thing. Like it just feels. Yeah. So like weird. again, we could, we could go off. You know what? If there's a slow news week next week, guess what we're doing an episode on Kanye. Well, I was even while you were talking just now, I was daydreaming about all of the influence that they have. And, you know, we're not going to we're not going to do a whole deep dive. But I was just thinking about how right now I'm wearing an oversized T-shirt. My hair is in a low bun, slicked back, and I'm wearing biker shorts and a little layered jewelry. And guess who fucking started that trend? Like, I think it was probably two or three years ago that it was that Kim started rocking the Yeezy tan biker shorts tight top with like an oversized something on top slick back easy shoes directed to her by Kanye and it is consistent like anything that they wear becomes the trend a year two years three years after when right when they were wearing it everyone was like what the hell is that that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen like these people are crazy they're aliens it's insane to think about the impact and the influence that they have like it's crazy well even think in hollywood you know you have these stars that will hang out with each other and people will say oh my gosh i would have never expected those two to hang out or whatever but then people move on and guess what duo is making headlines all week long this week addison ray and courtney whether it be friendships or relationships like yeah you have lucy hale and colton underwood and people were a little upset about that or went a little crazy about that for a second but then we're over it but i have seen things about Addison and Courtney on so many platforms every single day this week and it hasn't gone away. Yeah. And that's also because I feel like everything's been, that's the other thing. Like the reason that I feel my theory that everybody's like crazy diving into all these conspiracies is because we're all so g damn bored that everyone's like, Ooh, let me see what kind of crazy conspiracy I can put together and it's going to shock the world. And then it does. And everybody talks about it because we're all going literal batshit. I said this in the last, I, I think I said this exact entire sentence in the last podcast, but it's true. It's true. And with that said, let's talk about another conspiracy. <laughs> Which Did is, you guys miss our conspiracy topics? No <laughs> worries. We've got more. So the next topic from this week that we really want to dive into again is kind of a part two of the whole free Britney subject that we talked about last week. So- oh. And it's like a transition from the Kanye tweets because it's directly related to that. Did we plan that transition or what? I I did plan it. <laughs> we have to be transparent <laughs> with our with our listeners, okay? That's the only way we're gonna keep them around. <laughs> so yes, diving into our second story today, Jamie Lynn Spears responding to the free Britney movement. So on Tuesday, Jamie Lynn shared screenshots to Instagram of a series of tweets including from Halsey, Kevin McHale, Maren Morris, just really calling for people to be more sympathetic towards mental health issues after a series of concerning tweets from Kanye, as we just discussed. So in the caption, Jamie Lynn wrote, if you deal with mental illness or care for someone dealing with mental illness, then you know how important it is to respect the situation with privacy for the person and the family trying to protect their loved ones, no matter how it appears to the public. As the public, we must learn to do the same. However, one commenter appeared to take issue with the statement, demanding instead that she speak publicly about her sister Brittany's obvious mental illness. 
And then she said, you have no right to assume anything about my sister, and I have no right to speak about her health and personal matters. She is a strong, badass, unstoppable woman, and that's the only thing that is obvious. Okay, so let's let's break this down because, and just to recap, you know, if you didn't listen to our last episode, we talked about how Free Britney, the movement, it's like a hashtag, has been really entering the mainstream space. And it's another one of those conspiracies like Wayfair, like all this Kanye stuff that I swear it's like back to back to back, like nothing really is happening. So people are really like diving in, trying to find the tea. It seems true subjectively from my point of view that Britney is acting a little funky on her TikToks. And as we discussed last week, she is under conservatorship by her father. So it's a little, I guess it's odd to me that Jamie's, Jamie Lynn's response to this commenter is like, I don't have a right to speak on it versus like, she's fine, fuck off. But, you know, I, I, again, it's like another thing where it's like, if this is a real mental health issue, or if there are like actual legal issues happening behind the scenes, like, who are we, I guess, to sit here and conspire and guess and whatever. But I mean, this feels a bit different than the Kanye discussion, because the Free Britney movement is really out of concern for Britney, because we all grew up loving Britney. And now we're like, is she okay? So, like, could someone just say, yeah, she's okay, instead of being like, it's not your business, I'm not going to speak on it. You know what I mean? I totally agree with you on that one, just because I think it would have been really easy and simple just to say, my sister is fine, and we're handling it privately. Yeah. Something like that, you know, we don't need her to disclose all the information, I totally understand, but with all this information circulating, I think it does make it a little more suspicious just what she said. And I found it interesting how she said, I would never speak out just to clarify things to the public when the person it pertains to does not want that to happen. And I'm like, okay, but does... Confusing. Yeah, it could because I'm like, so Britney doesn't want it to happen or Britney can't have it happen because Uh, she's under (laughs) lockdown by Sir Spears. Like, I actually, and and just to give credit, because we have to start doing that so that we don't get sued. Um, so we pulled that story from BuzzFeed. And in that same article, it said, on Wednesday, Britney's controversial conservatorship will be addressed in a Los Angeles court hearing well, where it will be reportedly decided if Britney's mother, Lynn, should be included in the arrangement alongside her father. So that's also interesting because I didn't know that Jamie Lynn Spears was named after her parents. <laughs> I didn't even put that thing. together. I'm sorry. That's a separate thing. Uh, <laughs> that's actually, well, my mom, okay, wait, I'm, I'm going to get off topic for a second, but my mom's name is Anna Lee and her mom's name or her dad's name is Anastasio and her mom's name is Lilia. So they combined the first like couple letters of each name and made her name Anna Lee, A-N-A-L-I. And I think that's pretty cool. So maybe, maybe I respect it. I don't know. Um, Oh, okay. So here's some more tea that's coming from this article. Um, But this was actually in the past. This was in April, April 23rd. Britney Spears posted an Instagram video and said, hi guys, just checking in with all of you who are concerned about me. My family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety lately. So I just needed time to deal, but don't worry. I'll be back. I'll be back. 
very soon. And that was actually in response to the Free Britney social media campaign that had gathered stream earlier that month, where people were claiming that she was pressured into checking herself into a mental health facility through the conservatorship and all of this just total mess. It kind of seems like it's another situation where the public is like the ones that are putting them through a bunch of shit when like really they think that they're helping, you know, they're just doing more harm than help than good at this point. But totally. I'm glad to hear that there's some sort of talks going on with the conservatorship so that there's actually an authority that can determine if she is safe. And you have to wonder what the relationship is like between Jamie Lynn and her dad. Because I totally get her wanting to protect her sister and saying, you know, my sister's health issues or my sister's well-being is none of your business. Yeah. And that's for her to that's for her to figure out and that's for her to decide how she how much she wants to disclose about that. But why hasn't she said anything about like my father is not a bad man or I, yeah. my father and Brittany have a great relationship or I trust what's going on. Like, I don't know. I just find it a little sketchy that she's not saying anything about the dad when he's very much in the spotlight as well. Oh my God. I, I haven't looked at Brittany's Instagram in a while. I'm looking at it right now and it is spooky. <laughs> if you, if you want to pull it up, I highly recommend our listeners pull it up if they are not driving. Um, there are several posts of the same photo, but over like multiple days, like there's, okay. So let's see, I'm looking back here. She's wearing the same top on, let's see, two weeks ago. I'm feeling very uncomfy. There was actually one posted today with a flower emoji and an umbrella in the sand emoji and the top, and there's no caption. And the top comment is, hi again, Brittany's dad. And then the second top comment, posting the same pictures again and again. Something definitely is wrong. I am bigoted spooked. Oh, the, wait, yeah, the court thing was today. So our, li- our listeners are just le- like listening to us learning this information for the first time. But let's do this. I would like to keep covering this topic because I think it's it's really like one of the only things we can talk about because that isn't... the that is pop culture related. Um, And hopefully there is some news that comes out of the court hearing that was supposed to take place today. So we will keep a close eye on it and cover any new leads on our Instagram or our Instagram stories at the wrong side podcast. I know that we just discussed a lot about this whole story, but why is the one thing that's sticking with me? The fact that Jamie Lynn is named after her mom and dad. (laughs) For some reason, that really is going to keep me up tonight. My name would be Jeff Sabrina Jones. My name would be Leslie. Wait, <laughs> Leslie. What? <laughs> or Anna Lee, because <laughs> my dad's name is Leslie and my mom's name is Anna Lee. So <laughs> I was actually just talking to my mom about. I feel like I've asked her a million times, but I just like to check in from time to time, see if, you know, any new memories have popped into her head. And I was asking her how they picked my name and my brother's name and, you know, first names and middle names. Emily, real original, Sabrina. (laughs) Nice, Sabrina. Thanks for nothing, mom. (laughs) And I was asking her and I was like, if you could hear the squeaking in the background, I didn't fart. It was my chair. Continue. (laughs) 
no, but she was even saying, you know, she was like, yeah, I kind of wish that maybe we had thought about some nice family names or, you know, a name, even just combining a couple names that mean something to, you know, our families and, and whatnot. But they were like, no, we just liked Emily. We just liked it. It was a nice and what about name. What about Evan, which is your brother? Hi, Evan. Love you. <laughs> Literally the same thing. Evan. They were like, oh, we just, we liked Evan and it sounded good. And then they liked the cadence of five syllable names and five syllable names. Yeah. Cause my name is Emily Brooke Jones and his is Evan Bradford Jones. Oh, I was like, pretty sure Evan Jones is three. So <laughs> you're like, listen, math was not my major, but I think I know more than that. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I like when families have names that are like, oh, this was my great grandmother's first dog's name. And it meant a lot. Like he was loved by all. But instead, it's just like, oh, Emily, that's cute. It's nice. What, do you know what you're going to name your kids? No, I, I honestly haven't really thought about it. But I want it. I'm not going to decide until I know the last name. Uh-oh. Because God forbid... <laughs> my children have a last name like Jones or Smith or Miller. I'm, I'm getting creative. I'm getting real creative because it is so embarrassing to tell people my email. I'm not going to, I almost just said it. <laughs> if we ever pop off, listeners would start spamming your email. <laughs> We're just like so popular. You have to be careful with these security reasons. <laughs> and it's so embarrassing to tell people my email, especially in like a professional setting when they're like, oh, what's your personal email or what, when, like, how can I contact 93 at yahoo.com. It's humiliating. And I would do anything just to be able to say emily.jones at gmail.com, but that would be way too easy. And I can never have the same username across my social platforms. You know, the people that are just like, oh, I'm at Audrey Weatherhead. Find me on all, every, everywhere. I don't have that luxury. I'm like M Jones seven nine two four underscore. Like I have no consistency in my life. So if I have a basic last name, I'm gonna have a crazy first name for my children. If I have a crazy last name, I'm gonna keep it simple. Okay. In other words, I <laughs> I could have just answered that with I don't know. I do know, in case you're wondering. But Wait, I'm can not you tell? tell you. No. Can you tell me off the pod? I'll tell you off the pod, but I'm not going to tell everybody because I just, it's a dangerous game and I'm really married to this name. And if you're, if a friend stole the name, it would be really bad. I actually, okay, we're, again, we're getting off topic, but it's fine. Um, There was a conversation that I was having with someone where we were talking about names and like naming your kids and you know every girl especially and probably some dudes too think about the names that they want to name their kids and it's really it's super dangerous and I actually have a friend who we had several of the same names already like we had written them down in a list and that was the kind of thing where it's like damn that sucks because she's a little bit older than me so she gets proprietary access to that name like it's just facts so I'm really praying that she goes for one of her other ones but um it's gonna be kind of sad for me if she doesn't I'm actually I might just name him the same but because a lot of people will be like oh if you name your kid the same as your friend's name like you're an asshole and I'm like if you want to name your kid a name like just name them the name but then the other part of me is like no I think that would be annoying so it all depends on the age difference I feel 
Yeah. And like how much are those kids going to hang? Like, are they going to, is it going to become confusing? Could there be a nickname? So let's say if it was like, if you had a name like Grayson, okay, maybe we, I don't know why that was the example, but we could call one of them gray. You know, there could be a sense of unique identity there. Yeah. I definitely think that my name, my, my premier name, my number one has a lot of options. So I think even if she chooses the same name, it's going to be okay. There's like five different variations of nicknames that are really cute. Is it a boy or girl name? It's a girl name. Shocker. I'm not, you're totally going to have girls. You, I cannot picture you having a boy. I don't know. That means you saying that means it's going to have like seven, nine boys. boys. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like, I feel like I have that effect on people where I throw out a guess or a prediction. I think I could, I can see myself having a boy, but he's going to be extremely emotionally intuitive and he's going to like be bullied for that. Probably. 100%. <laughs> and you're going to have to calm him down. Then he's going to glow up when he's 25 because he's going to be emotionally mature because I taught him well because I am a fucking queen bitch. And then he's going to be unstoppable. He's just going to be yeah, an outstanding citizen. I can already tell. Outstanding. <laughs> what did I say? Outstanding. Oh, (laughs) I was like, did I just say something weird? Apparently I was calling over the weekend. I was, okay, wait, quick side note. I can also cut this. Oh my God. We No, we have to keep this. Stop. We're keeping this in the pod. Oh my God. I remember listening to the last episode and I was like, wow, we really got off topic, but here we are going down another rabbit hole. Here's what we're going to call these segments. We're going to call them the daily tangent because we can't. (laughs) And, I, and we're going to keep that in the pod, too, because we can't not have a daily tangent. And it keeps things funky, keeps things fresh, keeps things interesting. So, yeah, why don't we divulge, diverge from the daily tangent? Are you feeling good about that? Wait, but I have one more thing. Okay, one more thing. And then we'll- and it's important. <laughs> okay. It's important that you'll I'm enjoy sure it. Because okay. I, you know how people talk about, like, oh, gosh, I'm getting older. All my friends are getting married. My friends are having kids. I don't feel like I'm experiencing that yet. Like, yes, I know of a lot of people that have gotten married, but- my friend who's bachelorette I went to over the weekend, that's like my, my first really, really, really close friend that's getting married, which is crazy. But, was it but Peyton? I feel like I haven't like fully started experiencing that Wait. feeling just yet. Was it Peyton? Yes. Oh, so fun. Okay, go on. Congratulations to Peyton and Jeff. They're Congrats such a beautiful girl. couple. Congrats. A shout out sponsored by Jeff <laughs> and Peyton's wedding. But I will say that in the last month, yeah, last month, um, four of my closest friends have gotten dogs. Two. And I feel like I'm one of them. that. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, right. Just want to make sure. He's like, no, no wait, five. <laughs> it, it, oh, she, oh my God. Sorry. I totally forgot about one. She's like half friend, uh, half friend, half coworker, uh, half co-host. No. Um, but it really is crazy because, and it, it's sort of like, okay, maybe I should calm down because it's quarantine. So it's a great time for people to get dogs, but I'm not even kidding. In the last month, you got precious Lenny. Mm-hmm. Peyton, technically it was Peyton's family, but her family is like super tight. And so it's basically her dog too. He's a perfect silver lab. Mm. So, so beautiful, like glowing blue eyes, tiny. My friend Lindsay, who I stayed with over the weekend, has the cutest puppy named Gray. He's black and white and he's a teddy bear. Oh, and he is like the biggest, most beautiful eyes. Fell in love with him. And then 
my friend Mari, her dad just got a dog, but she's like full-time, full-time uh, mom to this puppy. His name is Thor and he's a cute little hunter dog. And he's just like the most gentle, sweetest little thing. Like, oh my God, I could go off. But I'm just saying over the weekend, I saw three brand new puppies, like eight to 13 weeks. And then you have perfect Lenny. And I feel like I'm sort of an aunt now. You are. And you're also right that that was extremely important. I just had to share. I feel like Lenny is becoming an increasingly important part of this podcast. And so dogs need to be addressed. Yeah. And we did that today in our daily tangent. And now I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) My eyes were glazing over. I was like yawning. I'm like, (laughs) when is she going to take a sip of water and realize it's time to stop? All right. Well, with that being said, now that we've had our nice 15 minute tangent, um, let's go ahead and cover the final topic for today's pod, which is actually about Grey's Anatomy, which I thought was just an interesting story. Um, So Grey's Anatomy is going to cover the coronavirus pandemic in season 17, which has received some pushback from fans expressing that they've lived it enough firsthand. They don't need to see it when they're trying to escape from their reality. Um, and this is pulled from CBS. Executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Krista Vernoff, said, quote, there's no way to be a long-running medical show and not do the medical story of our lifetimes. Executive, oh, they said it twice. That's rude. She also said that during the TV Academy's panel, Quarren streaming Comfort TV that keeps us going, posted Tuesday. We're going to address this pandemic for sure. She also said that writers for the show are working with real doctors to learn about the impact COVID-19 has had on healthcare. It's really important to reflect on what's going on in our society right now in our show, McKid said during the panel. It really puts up a mirror sometimes to what's happening in America and in the world. So what are your thoughts initially? Because I have some thoughts. Okay, so first of all, a really unpopular opinion. Sorry if I offend any of our listeners. I've never really watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, which I feel like a bad person for. Like, I literally went to college in Seattle. Everybody was watching it around me. Um, And I know that it's a great show, so I probably should start watching it. So I just want to, I just had to be transparent with our listeners that I have never seen the show. So please forgive me. But my initial thoughts are, I'm not really here for it. And, but here's why. Because and maybe TikTok has influenced this take because on TikTok, I keep seeing these videos of, you know, they'll, people will make sort of fake movie trailers for the, for the year 2020. And that will obviously come out in like 40 years or way down the line. That would be, can be like, oh my gosh, kids, look what we lived through and just sort of relive the year. I think it's great that they're making it a very topical thing in their show, but I think they need to just wait a little bit because there's still so much happening that it doesn't really feel like there's been that other bookend on, on the pandemic. And I would kind of want to see coronavirus play out in a show when we sort of know the end result. And will we ever get that perfect end result? Maybe not, maybe not for a long time, but I just, I don't know, for some reason it just feels too soon. Interesting. But I I would like your takes. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I kind of feel I'm in agreement with the the quote that I pulled, which is that this is literally one of the most influential, craziest things we've ever experienced in our lifetime, or or the way that she said it was the 
um, medical story of our lifetimes, which certainly would be true for a lot of people. I sort of feel like it might be, it might feel too soon, but we've already felt the impact of what has happened. So there's plenty of content to write around. I don't know. I feel constantly, and I talk about this all the time. I can't remember if I've talked about it on the pod, but I'm in constant awe and amazement of the situation that we're in when it comes to coronavirus and the way the impact that has had the fact that I've never I've never even understood really fully what employment unemployment was and now I know probably 20 plus people who are on it living on unemployment or dealing with the struggles of having to try to acquire unemployment and also on top of being literally quarantined indoors all the time and the different sort of phases of quarantine that we already lived through. Like I've seen several TikToks of the different stages of quarantine. There was bread making stage. There was puzzle stage. There was the Dalgona coffee, whipped coffee stage. And those were all like weirdly fond memories now. And it's crazy that they're already memories because that shit happened in April, which was like four or three months ago. So I don't know, like, I understand the audience being like, I already am living it. I don't need to watch it on my show. And I'm, and just to confirm, I am a longtime viewer and I love Grey's Anatomy. Um, and it's definitely probably been running a little bit too long. Um, but it's, I think it's the, I think it's, I don't know if it's the longest running television show or it's the longest running medical show, but it's one of those things. And it's like, so I just love it so much. But I thought of another, another take okay take me okay so so even though I think why I want I, I'm realizing why I think I want them to wait a little bit is because I'm such a story person like I love storytelling and I I just love start to finish and so maybe that's why I'm not immediately on board because I like having their I like watching things that have a clear start middle and end mm -hmm. so maybe that's like my weird OCD coming out and so I'm not like aggressively opposing it I just think that's like my personal preference however I just thought of a take that kind of puts me on the other side so I think we've been reading and hearing a lot about fatigue and how people are just getting exhausted of hearing about nothing but COVID and they're getting tired of hearing all about all these mask mandates and they're getting tired of seeing this in front of them every second of every day and so then they just kind of start to ignore it and I and we even talked about how sometimes you know when when we feel fatigued from scrolling through Instagram or from reading the news or watching the news that we just turn to a show like Friends and we'll just bit that and sort of like try to erase our minds of all the headlines that we saw that day so honestly this might be sort of nice to really show people even when they're trying to sort of take everything that's going on in the world and throw it out the window. This might be a nice way for people to remember how important it is that we take this pandemic seriously through an interesting outlet. You know, it's not a news anchor coming at you with this news. It's not one of President Trump's briefings. It's just such a different medium. And honestly, maybe that'll make an impact. Yeah, I love that take. And that actually reminded me of um, something that I thought of that I had, I, my brain was farting while I was talking, so I had to just pass the baton, but it, that reminded me of how um, the way that coronavirus and wearing masks and everything has been so deeply politicized um, and not so, like, you know, everyone's saying, you know, I'm from this country and I can't believe the, the fact that, like, 
wearing a mask is controversial. And so I'm curious and really fascinated by how Grey's Anatomy will write this into their show because they've been known to cover really tough topics and they typically will, I mean, not blatantly, but in some way take a stance. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting. And I mean, that's, that's not to say that like Grey's Anatomy is going to be able to change the every the perception of coronavirus or whatever but I just think it'll be super super interesting to watch and I'm really interested to learn what they're gonna like what sort of storylines they're gonna write around it and how are they going to make it so that it's not it doesn't just feel like we're having to relive it but also I agree with you like that fatigue is also the reason that we're kind of still in this mess because of a lot of people's decision to pretend like nothing's happening. I mean, and that shouldn't be like a political statement, but for some reason it is. So yeah, I'm excited. I don't think any, we didn't, we didn't do much talking about who's on the wrong side um, on this episode. And I don't think anyone's on the wrong side here, but I did think it was an interesting story to cover. They'll probably use it as a way to kill another person off because they kill someone off every so couple seasons. Um, but as a Grey's watcher, it's more, I think, more interesting than the way that the characters pan out because, oh my god, like, every character is in a different place than they were when the seasons first started or when they were first introduced that you start to lose. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, honestly. Like, they're killing off all the characters so you don't get married to any certain arc, but more so, like, the crazy plots that they derive from the medical cases is what's interesting. Like, you know how medical shows usually will have like one patient who's having an issue and they have to solve it while they're also in Gray's case, like dealing with um, the the social issues between all of their friends or whatever. So yeah, anyway, I will fill you in because I will be watching. I haven't really been watching Gray's. I watch when it's on now, but it's just been going on for so long, but I'm definitely interested. Um, So I'll give you all the hot tea when it comes out. I'm excited to see their ratings. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, do ratings even fucking matter anymore? Like who, what, what person just goes and says, oh, I do ratings. Me. <laughs> well, that's because you work in television. <laughs> all, you can report about the show and I'll report about the ratings. Perfect. Speaking of shows and ratings, I also will be needing you to do your homework and watch Selling Sunset season one and two. I literally have it on my to-do list. Okay, well, it needs to be off your to-do list because it needs to have been done. So, <laughs> um, and the reason for that is because season three is dropping in like two or three weeks. And Emily, were, are you are you a reality TV show watcher? Yeah. I mean, not as much as you. I would say, I mean, my reality TV is pretty specific, like to E! and Bravo, like, I love all the Real Housewives. I love the Kardashians. I love The Bachelor. I don't really dabble outside of Bravo and E and The Bachelor. Watch, did you ever watch The Hills or Laguna Beach? Yes, not Laguna Beach. I love The Hills. Okay, fabulous. Fabulous, because um, Selling Sunset is by the same producer, I think, I think, that did The Hills. So it's very good vibes. And for our listeners, this is your homework as well, because Selling Sunset is so fucking juicy, and I need to talk about it with someone 
ASAP Rocky and there are so many people on the wrong side and it is so juicy and good but basically it's kind of like that vibe where it's like you can tell it's semi-scripted the way that the hills is but it's semi-real and also it's set under real estate so intertwined or intermixed with all of the drama they're also touring million dollar mansions in on Sunset Boulevard and in the Hollywood Hills so you get like a little HGTV moment, you get a little The Hills moment, you get like rich people watching rich people do rich people things, and whew, there is a lot to unpack. So um, I need you with me for this one, Emily. I need you here with me. Like I still feel a void after The Bachelorette couldn't happen, and I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm missing that little, I keep watching Survivor reruns. Not in the last, I haven't watched in like a week, so don't judge me. I'm trying to create some distance. But for some reason, quarantine has really put me on Survivor again. And I, as much as I love Survivor, I just, I can't become that person just yet. Like, I'm 24. No. I need to stay current. So no, you can. I, I appreciate the recommendation and I will be watching. And honestly, if there's already two seasons, we could probably dedicate a whole episode to it. Maybe. We probably could. It's really good. Like... I watched the all whole two seasons that are on Netflix in pretty much 24 hours. <laughs> okay, I don't know why my mind is only operating on like a TikTok level right now, but for some reason, the way that you said it's really good, it just sounded <laughs> just really like that. Good. He's really good. Take it easy. Take it easy. I think I probably just blew up the microphone right there, but with that being said, we've covered all of our topics today. We've been chatting for a good long while, so with that, I think we should uh, sign off for this episode of The Wrong Side, and Emily, take it easy. Take it easy, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Take it easy. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.